The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yes, I sure do hope that we are here for you today. Uh, Yeah, I do. (laughs) Welcome to moms, dads, anybody who's tuning in today. My my own mom and dad listen sometimes. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we do encourage moms. We focus on your incredible value. Sometimes the world overlooks it. So we're here to thank you and encourage you. Um, Ah, what a week I've had. You know, I look, I'm super blessed, but man, have I had a week. I've just had stuff. And I think a lot of us have stuff. And sometimes that stuff is in our relationships and in our marriages. So do you have conflict or maybe some disappointment when it comes to your marriage? If you do, we've got some big help for you today. Dr. Julie Slattery has revised her popular book, Finding the Hero in Your Husband. So now it's called Finding the Hero in Your Husband Revisited. So Dr. Slattery is going to take us through advice in her book, including how a wife can view her power in marriage, the controversial topic of submission, and we'll discover some healthy ways to resolve marital conflict. Dr. Julie Slattery coming up on Channel Mom. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Are you in need of some girl time or maybe a mother-daughter date? We've got just the place for you. Enjoy an afternoon of respite and refreshments with an authentic English tea. Lynn's Tea Shop and Cafe serves a delightful afternoon tea or a delicious breakfast or lunch in their cafe, all at affordable prices. Offering special teas like the chocolate fountain tea or princess tea, there's something for everyone at Lynn's Tea Shop and Cafe in Littleton. For a 10% discount, use the code CHANNELMOM. Visit lynnstea.com. That's lynnstea.com. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom. Whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yes, welcome back. Sometimes I just like to let that music breathe a little bit. Uh, Michael in the studio, so grateful for him. All right, so we want to welcome everybody from around the country who tunes into us. So grateful for our listeners in Little Rock. And in Kansas, Lincoln and Omaha, Nebraska, as well as Oklahoma and Texas, Colorado Springs, Idaho, Missouri, and right here in Denver. So grateful to you guys as well. I do want to remind you, you can get a dis- discount if you want to go to that lovely little place, Lynn's Tea Shop, where they, oh my goodness, Carolyn is such a gifted chef and baker. I used to live in England and she can create an authentic English tea, including a chocolate fountain tea, which I think the littles in your family would enjoy. Just go to lynnstea.com lynnstea.com and mention channel mom when you book your tea time that sounds like golf tea time when you book your tea time and uh yeah you can get a discount then okay so as soon as i saw that dr julie slattery had re-released her book and that she was going to help us with marriage and she was going to be real about it 
because I think, gosh, whether you're in the, the secular world and you just don't pay much attention to Jesus or the Bible or whether you're immersed in it, marriage is such a tricky thing to talk about because you either feel judged or, or like everybody else is doing it better than you or like nobody's taking it seriously at all. I mean, it's just it's such... I don't know, difficult territory to tread honestly. And uh, Dr. Julie Slattery does a good job of that. So let me tell you a little bit about her and uh, what we're going to be talking about today. And I hope it's a blessing. Look, even if you're not married, such good relationship tips she has for us. So uh, here we go. Dr. Julie Slattery, she's a clinical psychologist, author, speaker, broadcast media professional with over 25 years of experience uh, in counseling, discipling, and teaching women. She's the president and co-founder of Authentic Intimacy. We'll tell you how to find that in a little bit. A unique teaching ministry devoted to teaching on God's design for intimacy and sexuality. So today, Dr. Slattery is going to get honest about us. Not about us. Well, yeah, about us. (laughs) About the real life challenges that women face in marriage as she points us toward healing and hope with uh, her revised version of Finding the Hope in Your Husband. It's now called Finding the Hope in Your Husband Revisited, Embracing Your Power in Marriage. Some women may not know they have that power. And of course, Dr. Slattery has written other books as well. So welcome to the show. She said I can call her Julie. Welcome to the show, Julie. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's good to be with you. Thank you, dear. Okay, so I like, I. we're not allowed to play the copyrighted stuff. So I really wanted to play like I can't even think who the artist is Megan Trainer's song about marriage but um, they would flag me on YouTube and everywhere else if I did that so I came up with the best introduction I could find to uh, on your book and on our conversation on marriage hit it Michael I believe that was the very wedding procession played for one of the royal weddings. Just saying. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, it Wagner's. Sounded ro- it sounded pretty royal. It does. It does. <laughs> and here's the deal. I, let's just start off on this. I hope most people, when they walk down that aisle, have a vision of something wonderful, that this is just going to be bliss, because why not have it, at least for a week or two? And, and, <laughs> and then something changes. And I want you to, to be real about that. But I don't want people to think this is going to be a discouraging, you know, trail that we're going down. But mm-hmm. there, but there is a difference between that 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 romance and that that vision that we have of what marital bliss is going to be like, and and then what it turns out to be like, you know, a year later, seven years later, ten years later, whatever, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're absolutely right that you hope people are optimistic because otherwise you'd never get married. But there is a dose of reality that you run into. And I think for a lot of women, it like smacks them hard in the face. They, they just feel like, I did not sign up for this. I had no idea marriage would be this difficult. And uh, it's, some of us, I'd, I'd say all of us at one point or another feel like we want to give up. So, uh, so that's normal, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Yeah. Like a lot. A lot of the message of this book is that actually it's through encountering that disappointment that we actually start to build true intimacy instead of just reacting to the feelings of being in love. And that's good news. The disappointment can lead us to something better. I'm going to read a little bit about of something that you wrote in the book. You say this. I'm guessing you've been working hard to improve your relationship with your husband. Women know how to work hard. 
Yet, effort does not always mean working wisely. There have been many seasons in which I've worked hard at marriage, but my work did little to impact intimacy. Sometimes my efforts did damage to my marriage. It made a lot, I made a lot of mistakes because I didn't use my power. I'm guessing that you will be able to personally relate to this struggle in your own marriage. This is not a husband improvement project, you say. Um, and you go on to talk about how it's the woman's role that you want to focus focus on for women, especially all the moms who listen to us, not the man's. It's not a husband improvement project. So I'd love for you to expand on that for women that are disappointed and feel like they've been working hard to improve their marriage and it's not working. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it is we tend to approach projects with result orientation. Like, um, we, we subconsciously decide my marriage would be good if my husband would, and you fill in the blank. Yeah. Uh, if you would listen to me more, if you would help around the house, if you would get a job, you, you fill in the blank. If he was more sensitive. And whenever we set a goal that we really have no control over, it's a recipe for frustration. And, uh, and I think a lot of times we work on our marriage with those kinds of outcomes in mind instead of really healthy goals are when we're more focused on the process of what, what can I actually control? What's in my sphere of influence? And so instead of like having the definition of a good marriage being my husband will do this differently, the definition being, hey, I can't control the way my husband responds, but I can be wiser about how I react and how I use my power. And, and in most cases, it's going to make significant changes in your marriage. But even when it doesn't, you have the peace that I'm doing my part and, uh, and it's not my job to control my husband. And I think a lot of us, we don't say it out loud, but we really want to control our guys. We have a script that we want them to follow yeah. And uh, ironically, that just even sabotages their personal growth. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to list some issues that maybe um, our moms who listen and, and maybe some of the men are listening and are having these same problems. I think of a woman who is disappointed in her marriage and it could be anything. It could be that her husband is struggling with addiction or pornography or looking at somebody else when he wants, you know, she wants him to be looking at her. Maybe he struggles with telling her how he feels about her or building her up. Um, you know, maybe he struggles with being a workaholic or outside of the home too much. Um, you know, all kinds of issues that women deal with that bring them to disappointment. Maybe he's not a dedicated father to their children. So, so let's say they've got one of these issues staring them in the face and mm-hmm. they're disappointed. And, and you've just said it's, it's not about changing your husband first and foremost. The only thing you can truly control with God's help is yourself. So, so mm-hmm. the, let, let's say they're looking one of those issues in the face. How will they then move on from that disappointment to, to, to make wise choices about their own behavior in regard to the marriage? Yeah, I think part of it is taking a step backwards. Again, we tend to look at an issue, which is really usually a symptom. So, is, an, is addiction a big issue or a guy who, go, who won't go look for a job? Yeah, those are, those are issues, but they're also symptoms. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I think when we look deeper into the marriage, it's like there's a whole lot more going on in terms of how we interact with each other, how we address conflict, how we express disappointment, how we express anger. Uh, and so, you know, this book is a lot more about looking at the process of how we do marriage and how we approach marriage rather than here's how you solve your problem. And, uh, and the way we look at the process of marriage is, is 
from my perspective, really looking at the idea of how do I use my power? Because uh, I'm just convinced that women innately are very powerful in relationships, especially in, in intimate relationships. Yeah, and I'm going to interrupt you. Always- I want to interrupt you quickly because you yeah. have a very unique message about a woman's power in her marriage can strengthen her marriage. And, and yet, I think biblically, a lot of women feel like, well, they have no power because they're supposed to submit. And that's not really a true message. Yes, there is a submission factor, but it doesn't necessarily mean the way what we've interpreted it to mean for so many years. And I think you would you would you can explain that. But but yeah. what do you mean by a woman's power? And you might as well just, you know, bring in that that topic of submission as it means biblically. The other day I was I was listening to a sermon on TV and I heard the preacher say um, that actually, if you go back to the Hebrew or the Greek, that the word submission or submit in that context means he is your source when that that you're going to him as a source and I thought that's fascinating and he also talked about the partnership that is involved in submission so so anyway but you're the expert here so so tell a woman what it means that she has power within her marriage to strengthen her marriage and and what submission in marriage means to you yeah I really don't think you can talk about submission unless you understand power yeah the, re- the reason it's gotten so misunderstood is because we've, we've talked about outside of the context of power. But, uh, but like, I like to look at one verse in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 14.1, that says, The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands the foolish one tears hers down. Mm-hmm. And usually when I read that verse, like, I can see heads nodding. Like, guys' heads nodding, women's heads nodding, like, yep. She's got the power. And we even joke about it. If you watch like comedy routines, uh, comedians will joke about wives manipulating or you know, treating their husbands like their kids. Uh, and we laugh at it. There's sitcoms around this. Yes. This whole thing, like if you remember the old one of everyone, everyone loves Raymond. It was like the woman was in charge, you know, and the guy was kind of this lackey. Yeah. And I, I, I think now there are situations certainly where men are very dominant and can be controlling and abusive. Uh, that's another that's another situation that we have to talk about in terms of power. But in the majority of relationships, it's the marriage that has, or it's the woman that has all these this emotional power. And so what the Proverbs is saying is that you're either building your house, you're building intimacy, or you're tearing it down. And boy, how many of us can say, yeah, I. I've done a lot of tearing down. Like, I didn't mean to, but when I look back on it, the way I I deal with my anger and frustration is very manipulative or controlling or critical. Uh, But God gave you that power, and you are meant to use that power to build rather than tear down. And so I really see submission within the context of marriage as, how do I accentuate my power and use it in a way that's building rather than tearing down? Um, which is a whole different way than I heard it taught growing up. I think most women think it means I have to be powerless, like God wants me to just give up my power. And that's just not true. Uh, You're going to be powerful no matter what you do, but using your power wisely and for a greater purpose is really the spirit behind what God designed marriage to be. Yeah. You have so many good little nuggets and I want to, I want to land on a couple of them. And I do want to remind ladies that you're also going to give us some healthy ways to handle conflict in marriage. Cause I think just about every woman or, or man will hang on your words on that one. But, but you say husbands and I loved this. I thought, Oh my goodness, this is a thing in my marriage. Husbands like to be asked for help, but not told what to do. So can mm-hmm. you expand on that? <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's just such a truth. Uh, and my husband has gotten to the point where he can just tell me that very specifically. Like, when you when you tell me, like, honey, would you do this or that or that? It sounds like you're you're in charge, you're dominating me. Like, don't tell me what to do. But if I come to him with a perspective of, hey, you know, I'm really struggling or I'm overwhelmed, it would really help me if you did this or that. He's like, sure, yeah, I'd love to. So um, it's it's part of understanding that for most guys, like they have a real trigger around um, like feeling respected and mm-hmm. feeling like they're competent, like their wife sees them as a competent person. And when a wife approaches her husband, even without realizing with a tone of, I'm going to tell you how to do this, or you're not measuring up, or would you just chip in and help out? Like they hear that as a, a critical mom, and that doesn't that doesn't build intimacy. But if you're asking for the same kind of help, but you're doing it with the spirit of, you're my teammate. Like I I could really use your help here. That would mean a lot to me. It's like that hero just wants to step forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so. You know, some of these conversations are very countercultural because we don't like to acknowledge um, some of the foundational differences in men and women. Right. But they're also very true for the vast majority of couples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You also say, um, and of course, you know, I, I've had Dr. Emerson Egerich on the show many times. And, and of course, respect is something that he, he centers much of his um, writings on. But you write, and, and it, it, it agrees with him, women need to be valued and protected while men need to be respected and completed. And you also talk about they want to feel like they're viewed as competent. Um, can you can you kind of um, unwrap that for women listening today, that women need to be valued and protected? Not always, and you're going to say there are exceptions, but men need yeah. to be respected and completed. Yeah, and this is within the context of intimate relationship. So, you know, when I'm at work, when I'm when I'm interacting with my friends, this doesn't play out nearly as much as it does within the context of intimacy. Uh, but but men essentially, like, on a, on a regular basis, they're waking up with the question, am I good enough? Like, am I her hero? Uh, am I going to fail? Am I going to let her down? Or does she believe in me? Uh, that's the central question that men are men are asking emotionally within a relationship. Yeah, Women, we, we don't ask that question. Like, that's not the bullseye. For us, it's, does he still choose me? Does he still love me? Is he going to leave me? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, why is he looking at pornography instead of looking at me? Like, uh, that's that's a feeling of, he doesn't value me. He doesn't love me or choose me. And so I think we've got to rec- recognize that, yeah, there there's a lot of overlap in how we do relationship, but there's also some core fundamental needs and weaknesses and those needs and weaknesses are really what give give the other person power in their relationship. Yeah. Uh, and it's what it's when I talk about relational power and wives having power, it's really rooted in the fact that your husband has a need and a vulnerability. And you can either meet that need or you can exploit the vulnerability. Sure. You you also write, and I thought this was really good, and I hope people will, will listen to this very sentence, women in particular, because it's so true. You will never improve your marriage by focusing on what he is doing wrong. And I want to add to that. You know, I've been talking about marriage, you know, as a woman who ministers to mothers. I've been talking about it for years. And I, I've often said, and I don't know if it's completely true, but I'd love to hear what you think of it, that if you 
bring your husband into a place, you know, by asking him for his help or asking him for his opinion or, or um, sort of praising something that he has done well in the household. I have said he will rise to that word or that need that you have. Um, that, that, mm-hmm. that, yes, maybe he's failing in an area, but if you will just treat him in a way that says, I expect you to rise to this, I'm, I'm counting on you to rise to this, I'm asking for your help in this, that he will rise up, maybe it'll take several years, but he will rise up to that thing that the wife is believing him for. Do, do, do you just at least partially agree with that? Oh, I totally do. I think there's a difference between the man you want your husband to be and the man you believe your husband to be. Uh-huh. And and so often we're putting our energy into who I want him to be rather than I need to raise the level of my belief. You know, like I need to I need to see where he's already strong. I need to see where there's already character and strength and build and believe in that rather than creating some fantasy or comparison of why can't he be more like this person? Yeah. And so I I absolutely believe that's true and and I think we see like long-term research kind of, you know, just showing that, that, that belief is a self-fulfilling prophecy. And when someone treats you as if they expect in the most loving way a lot from you, you want to live up to that. But yeah, when yeah, they, yeah. When they're constantly disappointed, you live up to that as well. Yeah, tr- amen. All right, so I want to make, we only got about three minutes left. So I want to get to a couple of ways to handle conflict in a marriage health- healthfully or healthily. <laughs> Which of those is a word? My mom will be so ashamed. Um, so so tell us a, a couple of quick techniques that a, that a wife can use. And a man, we've got men who listen to us too, when they're trying to handle conflict in a marriage in a healthy way. Yeah, I think probably the most important thing is to recognize the difference between a conflict and a fight. And uh, I think we tend to think of those two as the same. But every marriage has conflict, and conflict is good. Conflict just means that you and I see things differently. Uh And it can be about little things, like I like Thai food and you don't. It can be about huge things, like I believe in God and you don't. Yeah. Uh, and it, it flavors, that conflict flavors your interaction because now you have to navigate how do we become intimate, how do we become one when we have differences. And um, Dr. Gon, Dr. John Gottman, who you probably know is like a researcher on marriage, yeah. and he said that about 70% of marriage conflicts will never be resolved because you have foundational differences in how you see things. And so the secret is, how do we walk through that conflict without fighting? Conflict is, is me and you against a problem. It's, it's recognizing that we just have differences, and how do we navigate those differences? A fight is me against you. Like, I have to prove that my way is better than your way. Uh, and so the most important thing is being able to uh, call out conflict in a healthy way and say, this is, this is good, it can actually lead to intimacy, without falling into it becoming a fight. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I just want to give you the opportunity. A last tidbit that, that, you know, maybe it should be this. What is finding the hero in your husband? What, what does that mean? Why were you compelled to make that the, the, the title and then you rewrote it and it's now um, finding the hero in your husband revisited? So, so what does that mean to you and what should it mean to our audience? Yeah, it just means to me that every man has a hero within him. You know, he has natural strengths. He has um, the desire to be a good husband, to be a good father. 
but he has a lot of barriers in the way. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you have to remove all the barriers, but I would say don't become one of those barriers. Like become become somebody that's on his team and learn what it means to use your power in a way that that genuinely helps him grow instead of putting in a place where he constantly feels discouraged. Yeah, that's so good, Julie. I hope that you have a, a, a wonderful marriage with all these tips to your husband, Mike. I have a husband, Mike, too. We both do. So. Oh, do you? Yeah. yeah, yeah we, we've, we've been married 27 years and have seen the fruit of a lot of this, of putting this stuff into practice. So, Good. Um, awesome. Yeah. Hey, how do people yeah. find you and the book, Julie? Yeah, the best way to find me is at our website, AuthenticIntimacy.com, and you can find the book on Amazon or our website, wherever you buy books, it should be available. Awesome. God bless you. Thanks for being on Channel Mom, my dear. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Okay, good. Take care. All right. I hope that was a help to a lot of people today, um, that it gave you new hope for your marriage. And um, even if it's not in a good place at all. I, I think her words are realistic and hopeful. So thanks for tuning into that. You know, I like to set aside some time in the show to remind you of how important you are as a mom. Uh, I'm just so grateful for all the moms out there who are dedicated to their children. It makes the world a better place when moms throw themselves into that job and uh, are sacrificial on behalf of their children and raise them to, to do some good in the world. So thank you for all you do. Even when the rest of the world doesn't recognize, I recognize God recognizes it. Um, and we recognize it at channel mom. Hey, check us out. We're at channelmom.org. We're doing all kinds of rebranding and stuff. Uh, we'd love to have you be a monthly donor, just 20 bucks a month. Just go, there's a little donate button at the top channelmom.org all kinds of ministries to help you in your mothering if you're going through something so just check us out there remember to listen to our podcast like us on social media at channel mom bless you guys have a wonderful fall weekend thanks for listening If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.